kicking balls season primer for 2017 for the Port Adelaide Power. So my name is Heath, and with me is Brenton. G'day. Josh is on daddy duty, so we can't make this one. But we're having a look at the Port's... Uh, well, first, have a look at 2016 for them. Yeah. Um, and we go through and have a look at uh, what's to come for them. Uh, 2016, 10 wins and finished 10th. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's there, wasn't it? Yeah, see, that's about what I expected for Port. To be honest, Port are one of those teams when it, when it comes to doing their reviews, I'm kind of, I thought I was indifferent. But then I realised that I just really don't like them <laughs> for some reason. Well, see, we grew up, you know, we knew what the Sanford was. Yeah, yeah. And growing up not as Port Adelaide supporters meant we didn't like Port Adelaide. Oh, that's very true. And, of course, uh, Scott Transport not allowing us into their corporate box. <laughs> I'll never forget, never forget. Still gathering dust there with some great memorabilia on the wall that we definitely wouldn't throw out the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a look. Uh, it's a week today until the, season, the first game. So we'll have, too. Have yeah, to have we'll, we'll jump around there on uh, the Thursday night and oh, see how think, it is. I think we're in the same section. Again, as the oh, we, yeah, we should be too for the, either the Thursday night game or the Friday night game. Yeah, uh, sorry, Saturday night game. Well, I mean, in true Port Adelaide fashion, we just break in there. I reckon. Wow, <laughs> see who, how it goes. Who's going to stop us? So yeah, so Port Adelaide for the 2016 season, I just felt like they didn't rectify the problems they had in the game plan, which was having a plan B. Yeah, I, I think their problems still stem back from a couple of years ago, where they thought that they were in a better position than they were. Yeah. And they signed everyone on to big contracts. Yeah. And, and that's what they found in this offseason. Because they tried to offload a few people yep. who still have two and three years to run. Yeah. And other clubs are like, nah, champ. Exactly. We're not interested in that. Not interested. Which yeah. means you can't fix up your your errors. But I mean, they yeah. got, you know, Charlie Dixon came in and it was his first year. Yeah. Um, I think that he adds a lot to Port of what they needed. Yeah. But still not quite enough. Yeah. Well, see, what I found for him was that. They have too many players that are the same type of player. They want to have a a fast-running team, which is okay, but you need to have some toughness to protect protect those fast runners, which Uh, Robbie Gray got beat up and frustrated, and quite rightly so, because he was carrying carrying a lot of that workload himself and Uh, doing the best he could, doing a great job. We said it so many times last year, he thinks faster than anybody else around him. Exactly, yeah. Um, Sort of top five level of the AFL when it comes to midfielders. Definitely, definitely. There's a few times where he's done things and, you know, the the other players, the ball's almost hit in the back of the head because they just weren't on the same page. And then he's had to go around there and crumb his own possession. Yeah, Um, yeah, his his efforts can't be underestimated. Um, They do, you're right, they do have a lot of the same players. And it was a few games in the year where uh, we we called it before it happened. And uh, the St. Kilda game early on where I think they actually got over the line against Saints where we said... Saints can kill them on the rebound because yep. they'll rush forward. If they turn the ball over, if their skills are just off that little bit, yeah. it's very hard to run back the other way. Yeah, and they got a lot of players who love a goal, which, is, which has always been a problem for them. Yep. But, I mean, you've got Paddy Ryder coming in this year, yep. and, I mean, they really need him last year. Well, Ruck was their issue. They, yep. they had Lobb, and Lobby's one of the ones that uh, is on the big contract or the yep. long contract, and they just can't move him. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, didn't perform as, as they really wanted him to nah. either. Uh, he was struggling in the sample, from yeah. memory. Yeah, yeah. And so those sort of holes, there, like I said, they can't fill, and they've you know, condensed their team with all these fast runners, yep. which, and I th- like I've said, I really don't think Ken Hing was a good coach. I don't no, think it comes I, up with a plan B. I, I'm not buying into it either. There's been a lot of people that have, um, you know, they say, what are Port LA's problems? And they've blamed Michael Voss because he's the midfield coach. And they said, you know, oh, they had um, Walsh before that, before he left to, to Adelaide. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, my sort of thoughts is you're really dodging the the, the main culprit. Yeah. He's got to have some more ideas. And yep. if this list isn't the right list, then it's his fault as well. Exactly, right. Um, yeah. But I think that, Last year was his last 
year of grace. Yeah, his and last now, freebie. If they finish this year in in tenth with ten wins, yeah, and with no butcher, <laughs> uh, we'll get to the outs. <laughs> um, I I don't think he can stay. He's certainly going to be under pressure. Yeah, I think especially uh, how sort of rabid the South Australian media yeah. is to just cut someone's head off. Well, that's it. I mean, coming out of you know that lost prelim final and then the move to Adelaide Oval yep. and sell out crowds and they had such momentum yep. and just haven't capitalised yet. And always going to be compared to the Crows as well. And the Crows, look, they're on the up and up. So yep. if Port can't, can't sort of steal some of that limelight off them, they're going to find the pressure turn real quick. Going to be a lot of stories in the in the advertiser and not the kind Makes that Makes a like. very, very long season. Very, very long season. And so, yeah, I, I think that they struggled to find a plan B. And to be honest, I, I don't think they've they've been able to make, be able to make the inroads yeah. uh, in the off-season to be able to rectify those, 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 uh, those liabilities. Um, and let's talk about some of the issues then with their off-season. Uh, so let's look at their outs. Uh, Jay Shooks is out. Um, did yeah. everything they needed to do. He stayed on one extra year, I think, pretty much just to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and as backup. And he did enough when he was on the field uh, too. Great servant for the club, you know, yep. that kind of stuff. Uh, did everything he needed to do after coming across from Richmond. Um, really reliable set shot on goal, which is rarer yeah. these days, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, which, seems like someone you have a, have a beer and a pie with too. Yeah, seems like a good bloke. Yeah. Reliable set shot on goal. Next, John Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, see it coming a mile off. It had to happen. Just not good enough. Yeah. Uh, and it's really, it's not just his fault. Like, Port can't have had him on their list for so long and he still can't kick. Exactly. And they're still trying to play him as a forward. That, it's Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to figure out who he's family friends with at Port. Yeah, because must know something. I don't know. Either that or uh, he's had some dirt on him and they just didn't want to pay him out. Yep. There was something there because, I mean, there's no way he should have still been playing. Yeah. Uh, Kane Mitchell, who, who's a shame. He's, uh, yeah. I think he's gone back to the waffle now. It's, uh, that's how he got to um, Port Adelaide. He yeah. won the, is it the Sandover medal over there. Yeah. Um, came into the AFL and just, uh, I think a few of the younger guys have just overtaken him. Yeah. Um, and look, the waffle isn't a bad place to go back if you're going to try and revitalize his career, but I don't think we'll probably see him again. No, pro- probably not. But uh, I, don't quote me on he's going back to the waffle. I think I heard it, but I, I could have been wrong. Right. Someone, someone will let us know if it's wrong. I'm sure they will. And Alapati. Carlisle, um, who I think is just, he, he's retired. Yeah. Uh, again, not the best key position backman in the league, yeah. but an honest key position backman. Did his job week in, week out. Yeah. His worst game was not that much far from his best game. Yeah, so that's very it. consistent. Like, uh, he did what was expected of him, but he wasn't what they needed. They yeah. Needed someone uh, who, could, who could really hold that position down. He gave 10 years to the club. Yep. More than happy um, with his your life career. membership, doesn't it? Ten years or seven years to get your life membership? Oh, I think it varies. I think AFL membership is AFL life membership is two hundred games. Two hundred games, right? But, and that includes preseason plus whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. All the other crap around so, it. Uh, maybe got long service leave. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't a life member. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, their ins though, very conspicuous. Not many. Yep. Um, unless you count. Ryder and Monfries, which I guess you can say yeah, that they're in. I mean, they are kind of in. Uh, yeah. And just for the sake of positive news story, let's let's put them in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other positive news story is uh, 122-year-old Brett Eddy. 122-year-old? I think he's at least 122 years old. <laughs> he's, he's, he's played every league possible just trying to get that, that start in the AFL. Yeah, that's, well, that's the thing. that they They did find some in the draft as well. So yep. Brett Eddy, a goal kicker out of South Adelaide. I think he won the Sandfields goal kicking Maybe yep. one or two years, even could have even been longer. Yeah, but had a really rough ride with injuries, and yep. but always, uh, always had not well, I don't know, good talk about him. But reading back on the research, he yep. just managed to have a name that was sort of synonymous with hard work and <laughs> and, and you know resilience, not giving up. And apparently, he's, he, the happiest people were his parents when he finally got the oh, got course, the nod. Yeah. 
Uh, so it's a great story, you know. And it looks like round one he's going to be there now. Yep, yep, should uh, be. Kick so, four goals and a quarter against yeah. Hawthorne in the JLT. Yep, that's exactly right. You need those people to make good on that good good news story because, shit, they can take a lot of pressure off yep. of some poor performances if you've got those little shiny lights. Yep. Um, the other uh, rookie they got in is uh, Powell Pepper, yep. um, who made a name for himself by giving the massive don't argue to Sean Burgoyne on the, on the weekend. Oh, um, yeah. Which is just going to endear him to the uh, the rank and file. Oh, exactly right. Um, it gave away a lot of free kicks, but you go, don't worry about it, mate. You're doing it by being aggressive. That's what we want. Exactly we want you to right. attack the ball, yep. take it on. Uh, he's a big lad. It's better than being intimidated when you run around your first games. Not too. intimidated at all. Yeah, you need to. And so Power Pepper, I mean, his nickname there. He's going to be Pepper Pig or something like that. Salt and Pepper, yeah. Salt and Pepper, yeah. Uh, TLC was the band that released that song, wasn't it? No, Salt and Pepper? Oh, no. fuck, I don't know. No, Salt, Salt and Pepper was the band. It was the two female rappers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They had a, maybe had a song called TLC. Yeah, they could, could very well have. Uh, no, they had that Sly Push It, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. She had the little thing under her eye. So, Blip, does whatever. Sly Push It replace Never Tear Us Apart? Oh, let's hope so, because um, the, I like Never Tear Us Apart, and they fucked that song up for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure somebody on YouTube is going to, uh, for his first game, just you know, do it over dub. Push it. Someone make that happen, please. Just, uh, <laughs> give us back our NXS. Because we're lazy. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's have a look at uh, 2017 then. Uh, they're double-up games. They've got the Crows, of course. Yeah. Uh, double-up against the Lions and Gold Coast. Uh West Coast, which is going to be tough, and Collingwood, which is a good game for them because they're you know, around the same part of the ladder yep. last year and probably same stage of development. Yeah, and very winnable games, very sort of litman test games for where they are playing yep. away from home. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's what you expect for Port to get those double-ups. And, I mean, based on those teams, you, you can see that they can win win um, both legs of those against especially Gold yep. Coast. Uh, well, actually, one's going to be in, in China. In China, so, yeah, which, sure. which is obviously the big thing. Um it is funny, the whole um, move into China and that kind of side of it. Yeah. I, honestly, I don't know if much is going to come from it. There might be more business off off field that yeah. comes from it and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Even if it falls in their ass and it's an absolute waste of time, yeah. it's a great move to try it. Exactly, yeah. I, I'm all for it. And look, I think it will be an absolute coup for the Gold Coast. I mean, let's be honest, wow. it's a massive tourist destination for uh Asian market. Isn't it? So, look, they're going to get exposure from that. I don't know how it will turn into dollars, but um, the real winner is always going to be Gold Coast out of that deal. Yeah, you mean Gold Coast the city, not Gold Coast the club. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Just to Which I mean, that. it was pumped up from their, uh, their state government, wasn't uh, it? Ah, who knows. Something like that. I'm sure yeah. they had a hand in it. So, yeah, I mean... If, if it's going to be successful for Port, I think it's going to be in sort of the boardroom. Uh, maybe it's yeah. backdoor deals, which is, you know, gee, China wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like we said before, there is very real that uh, next year, Port Adelaide could play Gold Coast again. Yeah. And the AFL knows nothing about it. <laughs> we could, just two other yeah. teams just out there playing. Exactly. <laughs> could get a jumbo deal out of it. Or we could see some <laughs> completely empty but fully invested high-rises yeah. popping up down in Port Adelaide. Who knows? Next to the power station or something like that. I mean, shit, they could actually have uh, a Chinese power station working out there. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but, so, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good move. I like to see it. Um, and I think this will open the door to further expansion into the Asian market. It, it's a bold move. Yeah. I, I like it. And Port needed uh, bold moves. Yeah. Um, as much as I don't like presidents that are in the paper every day, um, and Koshi, some of the stuff he says, I know there are some Port Adelaide fans that are wish, you know, maybe yeah. you can just quiet down a bit. Um, but undoubtedly, they needed... Um, somebody to shake things up and that's what he's done. Well, that's exactly right. And I mean, it falls in line with sort of the, the attitude of Port Adelaide Club. You know what I mean? Yep. They're always a, 
us against them, and I think he embraces that, which you know you, you have to respect. Yep. But I think he did he did get got in that deal with uh, well. with Gold Coast, and especially trying to stay still on the contract. Look, uh, I don't think I mean Gold Coast definitely had that angle when they were taking yeah. the game. Of course, <laughs> you know I mean there's, there's no choice about that. So I think he might have got got on that one, but it's not too late to turn that around. That's that's what you can build a rivalry on. Yeah, exactly. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Yeah, think Gold Coast be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, and they've got Big Charlie. You know, that, that's their yeah, exactly. That's their fuck you back to them. You know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mind you, Gold Coast have got Tom Lynch, and I know which one I'd prefer. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay. So, who's going to have a big year for them? Then who's who's going to shine for for? Well, well, I've I've singled out two, and uh, first off, I think Jarman Impey had just a massive season yep. last year. It was really really impressive, and so someone who can be that fast off the half half back line yep. um play down the wing um uh, also i think he kicked what he kicked 15 goals last year average three inside 50s as well yep. so not only does he have that pace he, he he's very good at converting that into not even scores but opportunities, opportunities. For, for his team yeah. which they need especially get dixon in there you got patty Ryder coming back in all those people are going to drop into the midfield uh, into the goal square yep. So he's one that can really set them up and well, feels like catching him. 15 goals for a bloke that doesn't start in the forward 50. It's all right. Exactly. It's good, especially exactly. a young player. Well, it shows his versatility as well. He doesn't have to be stuck on that half-back line. Uh, he, he can come forward and, and pull, his, pull his opponent forward and, and make yep. them sort of break open uh, zones, uh, yep. things like that. And I think that'll help uh, Carl Amon have a big year as well. I thought, uh, didn't play the whole season, but played enough games. Uh, can't remember how many uh, exactly. But a winger, who's yep. same same story, very fast. Maybe he's get like a a little bit better. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was yeah. uh, either getting Just, like into the ball, into the game sort of thing. I think he was praised a few times for how good his long handballs were. Yeah. And then he took that a little bit, oh, I should do that more. Yeah. He started to do it a little bit too much. But I yeah. mean, maturity means it's, he'll uh, he'll improve with his decision-making on that. Well, that's right. third no- season, I think, this year yeah. as well. So. He'll know when to pull the weapon and when not to. Yeah, exactly. And then that obviously comes with uh, with experience. Yeah. And I think he averaged 14 possessions last season. So gets his hands enough of the ball. It's just a matter of being a little bit cleaner. Um, yeah. But someone that I think will, yeah, definitely have a breakout year this year if you didn't classify last year as a breakout year. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, their two best players are always going to be uh, Robbie Gray and Chad Wingard. Yeah. So you you kind of know what you're going to get out of them. But yep. it's then who's next. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I've got down Sam Gray and Ollie Wines. I, I felt like Sam Gray might have taken a small backward step last year. Yeah. Because um, he started to rise um, previous to that. And I thought he was really going to take it by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. Um, Ollie Wines is just uh, a massive unit. Yeah. Who, uh, just a big kid yeah. who's just got to grow into yeah. um, uh, AFL footy and grow into his body, really. Exactly. Um, and I think that he could be ready to absolutely rip it apart. Well, you need someone like him to be able to look after uh, people like yeah. Robbie Gray, take some pressure off them and throw the body around, make yourself known, make your presence yeah. felt. You're going to give away free kicks and shit, you might get reported once or twice, but you have to put that fear in opposition because opposition aren't scared about going against yeah, that, that team. But they've got to be sensible about it because remember last year there was four or five weeks in a row where they had dust-ups at half-time and quarter-time, right? yeah. I think. Um, and a few of them, 
there was one was it Ebert who got to, no it wasn't he got Ebert. punched yeah got a, a four or five week suspension you're like what's the fucking point yeah you know, exactly what are you doing that's just wrong yeah especially for Ebert I think I think I've shouted him enough <laughs> in this pre-season podcast um God, I hope it was him. Otherwise, I've just potted the wrong person. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, so there's the right aggression and the wrong aggression. Yeah. Charlie Dixon is one that a few times I thought he was more interested in the aggression. Yeah. And he looked like a, a teenager that had just come into puberty. Yeah. Sometimes. Well, <laughs> like, I just, I've got to push somebody. See, I think that's what Westhoff looks like as well. I think he just needs to either go full on, I don't know, he needs to hit the gym for starters, but his beard just doesn't convince me. He's <laughs> not convinced by it. Well, I. He always walks around with his jaw open. Yeah. It looks like, you know, one of those, yeah, 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 Sesame Street. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I've said it you know, before. Um, Port Adelaide absolutely loves him. Yeah. And it says, you know, he's the best swing man going around. No, he's not. But I, I still haven't seen it. No. Like, no. But Port Adelaide are convinced by him. He gives 100% every single game. Yeah. I uh, don't think his 100% is as good as they think it is, but he's definitely someone that... that You've got to hold him back a bit. You know what I mean? Just telling him this is what you need to do. Well, you th- don't need it to be going all the way down the ground to get the ball. I think it's because they think he's a swing man is his problem. Yeah. I think make him a key position backman or make him a key position forward and yep. let him just uh, be comfortable in that role. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, last year, I mean, he had to do a little bit of ruck work along with uh, Trengrove. Yeah. Who, you know, they had to say, mate, you're not a ruckman, but we need you because yep. our... Other ruckmen sitting on the sidelines. The other one's way out of form. Yeah, he did a great job as a makeshift ruckman. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it, that versatility did what you expect of him. And yeah. it was just sort of well, off memory, I think he did a lot in the back line, like rucking. Yeah, sort of uh, uh, rucking and then up. sort of uh, yeah. going back because back line's their weakness. Yeah, and also, I mean, you can't put him right for too long because you take away obviously what he can do elsewhere around the yeah. ground and have to man up on their other big bodies. So, yeah, P- uh, Paddy Ryder coming back is going to be. I think beneficial to those players who don't yep. have to pick up that sort of slack at the moment, um, especially the athletics athleticism of Paddy Ryder. I mean, yeah. his first year at Port, he sort of faded in and out uh, yep. at times. Yeah, there was one game we I remember we saw it might have been against North at Etihad, where yep. he had like two possessions to three quarter time. Yeah, um, yeah, and. It, yeah, and then he might have kicked a couple of goals in the last, and you're like, mm, that wasn't a good game. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember uh, head's going back a it, while It's now, a long so. while. I, it's just, it's stuck back in yeah. my memory, and I, I would think about it. Um, and then there were some other games where he dominated. Yeah, um, so well, he did not much, and then he kicked like three goals in a quarter. Yeah. Like tough yeah. goals, taking marks in the forward line too. So he is the kind of player that can turn a game. Yeah. Um, and also, if you're going to have that sort of fast-running bomb along in the forward line, you need him to either take the marks, but also, yeah. when he puts to the ground, they've definitely got the players that are going to be around there and looking to kick goals. Yeah. And they do it very well, too. So, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they've got Chad Wingo down there, who I think he's had a, a 40 or a 50-goal season. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah somewhere around there. In his back pocket. And somebody that, you know, when he gets a goal, uh, the ball, he's looking for the goals. Exactly. You need that as hungry players around the, the goal score. And it lifts the team. Like, someone yeah, like him coming out, kicking those two goals when you, when you need them, you need to... Turn the tide, you know what I mean? It's not going for you. Yeah. And look, here and Robbie Gray have always been the engine room of that team. And it looked like Robbie got a bit frustrated through the season, but he brought it back towards the end. Um, so, yeah, look, I think they'll fill out the rest of their team in order to take the pressure off these guys, and you'll see that benefit. But I'm still not convinced they've got the big enough bodies in order to take the take the the, the sort of where they're going yeah. to have to have to take on board from other teams because that's what they're going to try to do, kind of grind them down, slow that running down, and really beat them up. Well, I guess you know, we touched on it before. But, I mean, because they haven't traded in anybody this year, I mean, Montreux and Ryder, kind yeah. of, sort of. Um, but their draft picks in Eddie and uh, Power Pepper are ready yeah. to play against men. They're not somebody that's 
you know, needs two years in yeah. the uh, sample. Yeah. Um, so they are ready to go, which adds more depth to them, which is something they need. It does, yeah. And it gives you a little bit more faith putting them yeah. on, starting them as well. Yeah. So, and yeah, they need to have I mean, faith in that team. And, you know, they found something in Aaron Young last year. Who yeah, that's true. Popped up for goals whenever you needed him. Yep. Um, but he, he now needs to continue that on. Yeah. Well, which leads us into a little bit to who's on the outer, who's on the chopping block for them. Yeah. I mean, and there's two obvious ones, and we've touched on Lob already. Um, yeah. He's playing for his career now. Yeah. Um, because they couldn't get rid of him last year. And by all accounts, they tried uh, at the trade table. Yeah. Um, they're worried about Ruck stocks. And last year, when he was the only Ruckman they had, yeah. and they weren't playing him. Well, that's exactly says right. where you think you, you are. Yeah. And especially if you look at, uh, at him, they, they paid decent dollars for him, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they put him on a big contract, and that's why they can't get rid of him. Yeah. And so, I mean, if he's going to be a liability in your Ruck, you're not going to play him, then yeah. holy shit, like you're in trouble. Um, but so yeah, so for me, I had I think Matty White's got to be respect. Is he's he still getting playing? there? Yeah, still, still, we're still playing the season. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> well, he's had two injuries. I think he's got calf injury, not calf injuries, uh, hamstring injuries, which sucks for a bloke when speed is his best That's asset. Exactly right. And like I said, when you've got sort of uh, Impy and Eamon who are coming into their um, sort of peak maturity level, and yep. they're going to be the best they're ever going to be at this age, yep. it's really hard to see how how they slot him back in. And I mean, he's been very serviceable for him. He's done enough. Got them into a, a, a final with an absolute fucking destroying game yeah. against uh, some team I can't remember. <laughs> uh, the other player I've got is Tom Jonas. Um, I think that he's had too many injuries. I mean, he's nearly 190 centimetres, yeah. uh, backman, but I just don't think that's big enough to, to play the role they need him to play down back. Well, we said the key backman is their weakness. Yeah. Um, and they had uh, Carlisle last year who is not the best key backman, but he's a wise old head. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's gone now, so a little bit of their organisation goes. Yeah. Broad, uh, Broadbent is going to have to play a, a more senior role down there. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's a he's a veteran. Definitely. Um, but Jonas and Trengrove uh, are going to have to wear a lot of that uh, that key position backman now. And, yeah. And hopefully with Ryder back means Trengrove can play less ruck, more back line. Yeah. Um, and certainly under the high ball, you, you're going to trust him. Well, that's what I thought. For, for a person who's... Uh, Coming to his seventh or eighth season yeah, this this year, uh, he only played nine games last year, obviously due to injuries. But um, in those games, he only averaged averaged twelve possessions, which for a team that didn't have a winning season yeah. as a backman, it's not really watching. You, you need more than that. You need to get more of the ball, and we're doing more with it. And I think that they've they've got some people like like you said, people coming back, uh, frees up Trengo, plays like yeah. that. They're going to compete for that same position. And so unless he can really step it up, I just, yeah, I think he's going to have to have to prove his worth to be able to get. Uh, well, get Put it this way, if uh, he's lining up on, you know, uh, uh, Tom Hawkins or uh, uh, Josh Kennedy, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, we're going to need another man back. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, which and, I mean, yeah, obviously that puts the workload on, on someone else on the team to be able yeah. to pick up the slack. And, and they're not the only team that gets worried when yeah. Josh Kennedy or, exactly. <laughs> or Tom Hawkins is lining up, believe yeah. you me. Yeah, it's almost like the Michael Jordan effect where you say, all right, well, he can score 60 points a game, but it's not the rest of you fuckers. Let's worry right about the rest, yeah. yeah. Um, also, uh, Monfries, because he, he's had a year out and he's come back yeah. in. Um, Aaron Young played Monfries' yeah. role last year and looked impressive. Well, see, I was one of those people that was never impressed by Monfries, even when he was playing for the Bombers. I didn't think he like, was... Yeah. Yeah, I was never really impressed. So, I mean, I don't know how your office is going to really do him. So, yeah, that's a good point, actually. To be honest, I'm surprised that, that they got him back. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, he... 
he's getting must be getting up there in age as well. Yeah. Closer to thirty than. Yeah, than I feel 20. like I've been saying the name. I feel like I've been slagging the name for a fair while. <laughs> um, Jimmy Tumpus is there as well. Now this is yeah. his second year at his second club. Yeah. Um, hasn't really set the world on fire yet, and no. I, I thought he was all right. It showed potential at Melbourne, but definitely you, showed potential. You got to do more than show potential if he's going to hang around. Exactly for, right. Because uh, showing potential at Melbourne isn't really necessarily <laughs> translating to uh, results. It's easy to stand out. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So. Uh, 10 wins and 10th in 2016. Where you got them in 2017? Got them finishing 14th. I think that's about... backwards. Backwards, yeah. I think they're going backwards just because, like we said, there's... They overcompensated by um, signing players too long and now they can't fill in the holes that they have been glaringly obvious that they have. So I think um, 14th will be a, a good good finishing spot for them and hopefully they can get rid of Hinkley and get a, a decent coach back in there. Well, that, that's going to happen. If they... They finished 10th last year. If they yeah. drop four places and they're not biting the heels of the, the eight, yep. he has to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, unfortunately, I've got them finishing 13th, so I'm saying the same thing. I'm saying they're going backwards. Yep. Look, their biggest deficiency last year was the ruck, and they get Ryder back, which helps. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know if it helps enough. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many games it helps for. Yep. Um, we still got a big question mark, too. He's set out for 12 months. Yeah, that's that's very um, true. So we, we, we don't know how much touch you lose. Yeah. And look, for them, my pass mark would it would be to see if they can just gain that toughness. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they're, they're intimidating when they're running and scoring freely, but when you can't do that, you need to have the tough people around there to well, turn the tide. Turn the tide. I, and they need the school level to catch up with it. Because yeah, like you yeah. said, when they turn the ball over, they can get exposed. Yep, yep. Um, and Josh isn't here, but he's got them finishing 13th as well. So we're all pretty much on the same board. Yep. Um, 13 and 14. And yeah, we've got Port. I think we're. I give us probably fifty-one chance of getting into the Scott uh, corporate box this year. Fifty-one percent chance. Fifty to one. Fifty to one. Right. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> More realistic there. Um, all right, uh, that'll do us. I think for Port Adelaide. Yep. All right. All right. Peace. B- bye.